Looking for your next holiday? Maybe a long weekend with your mates? Or really need to get to the next game? Then it's time to What If It. What If has great deals on accommodation, flights, car hire and more. Plus, because they're the official travel partner of the South Sydney Rabbitohs, you can head to whatif.com.au forward slash Rabbitohs and use the promo code Rabbitohs15 to save 15% on selected hotels. Conditions apply. What if? It's Aussie for travel. Rabbitohs Radio Podcast. Grant Chapel, Steve Maven, Darren Brown. <laughs> Chaps is red hot here, so my phone was running hot there for a while. But Could you catch him? Well, only if I got a bit of a start. <laughs> it's great for rugby league, but more importantly, it's great for the mighty Rabbitohs. Welcome to another edition of Rabbitohs Radio. My name is Grant Chapel. I'm joined by two former Rabbitohs. Dan Brown, Steve Maven. What's on, boys? Hello, chaps. Hello, Brownie. Yeah, g'day, boys. How are we all? Fantastic, mate. Great, great. A great weekend. Well, it's not only a great night when, when you win. You just have a, a better weekend, don't you? Oh, you do, mate. Melbourne getting beat, too. We, we hate Melbourne, too. Yeah. Good to see them get knocked off. Now, we've turned up. We didn't just beat them with the ball. We actually bashed them off the park, boys. It was an old-fashioned... Uh, Smash up, wasn't it, boys? It definitely was, and we'll talk more about that later in the show. But more importantly, chaps, you got to mention on the top four this week. Yeah, the boys are, um, had big Johnny Sutton in the 300 gamer in studio, and he and he, he tossed it out there that he's the best surfer in River Beach. But um, look, I'm not sure if he's the best surfer in River Beach, but he, he's certainly in good form at the moment. He's as fit as a fiddle, and he's been getting out there two or three times a day, mate. So I'll back him up there that he, he's ripping. But um, another thing that Ticking my fancy on that show was uh, when they talked about his four most influential people in his career, and he, he mentioned Michael Maguire, and I'm glad he did because he, he's a big, big part of winning that 2014 Grand Final. Just getting the best out of a bloke like John Sutton, you know, and he was sort of teetering for his career early on, just just doing the the bare minimum, and and Michael Maguire put a rocket up in him, and before you know it, we were he was holding up the Grand Final trophy as the captain a couple of years later. Yeah, we had a lot to do with that, and. But I liked how he also credited his mum and dad as his greatest influences. So he's so humble, Sato. He's a great guy, and yeah, we love him here at Rabbitohs Radio. Yeah, well done, Sato. What's on the show, chaps? All right, we're going to recap that smash em up um, game against the Roosters Friday night where we give it to him. We're going to interview Boom, bench forward, Paddy Mago, nicknamed the PM. We nicknamed him the PM on Friday night. With the his, new uh, PM. The new PM. He had a, a barnstorm in uh, 20-odd minutes there. And remembering a Rabbitoh this week is a real bruiser. Speaking of smash-ups, um, Dennis Sluggo Lee, you're going to find out a lot about him. It's a, it's a really good segment coming up. And then we're going to preview that Good Friday clash against the Bulldogs, the one we play every year. And uh, there's been some memorable ones over the year. Let's hope this one is memorable just for us. Yep. Good Friday. Hopefully it's a really good Friday. Well, it's always a tough game, isn't it? Yeah. It is. I mean, throw the form. Out the window. I know they got touched up yesterday by the Bronx. They haven't got a lot of points. In it. Anyway, we'll talk about that later. We'll get to that at the back end of the show, boys. Okay, first up, Rabbitohs Radio Podcast has surged past 1 million views on TikTok. And our latest vid of Damien Cook giving his jersey away to Noel Lachini went viral yesterday. Now, if you haven't seen it, it'll be on the episode webpage. But I'm sure you have because it's been shared everywhere and it's a really touching moment. Cookie gave his jersey to Nola. And then I got to the game and the Burrow... The big banner had been changed to the Barrow in honour of Michael. 
And I thought that was very touching. And also there was a black armband on the bunny. So Nola was telling me this, and I got a bit choked up by that, a bit emotional when I saw that. And Nola started comforting me. That's the sort of lady she is. That's the sort of family they are. And that's the sort of people we are here at South Sydney. We've got each other's back. Yeah, that's, uh, it's, it was a tough day Friday for, for the Trini family. And I was um, setting up for the press conference and Paul Gallen came in with the Channel 9 crew and they, and they sort of set up in there and, and Cookie got the man of the match and they tied in a question to, about Michael Trini. And uh, you could tell um, he, really, he really loved Michael because he sort of almost got choked up on live on air. If anyone was at home watching that, you, you'd know what I'm talking about. He sort of struggled to get the words out. And he's a great talker, Cookie. I've interviewed him many times and... Rest in peace, Michael Cheney. That's all we can say about that. Yep. Also, thanks to Brendan Bradford for writing a little article about me scoring a try at the SFS versus the Chooks during the week. And he did all right with that, chaps, that little article. He did, mate. I watched that clip and I remember that game. But um, what, what I didn't realise was, you know, the, obviously we, we've had well over 100 years of rivalry with the, with the Chooks and that was the first ever win at the SFS over the arch rivals. And it happened to be... Mavo getting a pass off Bronco to Jura, dropping the left shoulder against one of the better better one-on-one defenders of the era in um, the Axe Skillmeister. Anyway, Mavo's flogged the bloke and then beat another bloke into the corner in the dying seconds. So, yeah, it was a, it was a special article. I enjoyed it. Thanks, mate. And also a Lauriston Park update. Now, we've spoken about that the last couple of weeks. I'm writing an article about that. I went to Mascot Library during the week and got an 80-page book called Lauriston Park the Forgotten Village so there's going to be a lot of info in there and you can look forward to that article coming out soon and thanks to everyone who's been sending me pictures and talking to me about their relatives that played so I'm really looking forward to presenting that article on our website a lot of history there isn't there that is a lot of history of the local area and it's interesting for me coming from Botany and it's only across the road and there's a lot of the history about the Cooks River and you know the Aboriginal people that were here before and so it ties in nicely this little article about this little town that nobody remembers. All right, boys, we said uh, last week that we're going to talk about one global ambassador a week, and we're going to talk about Matty Green a little bit later in the show. And I thought we'd just mention we've added one more global ambassador, and that is our very own Ian McGlucas from Export Freight Systems, who's been with us since day dot, hasn't he? Yep. He's been a sponsor of ours. And he's up in the Port Stephens area. Yep, Lemon Tree Passage, beautiful part of the world up there. Plenty of league supporters up there, Brownie. Yeah, it's a big rugby league community up there, and it's what we're all about, connecting the Rabbitohs community all over the world. And not just one more, but two more chaps. Yeah, we've got another one there, mate. A mate of mine who moved down to Melbourne um, not too long ago to join up with his father. Again, his father is Peter... Georgiatis. Now he's been living in Melbourne for 16 years, originally from up here at uh, Sydney, and he first watched the Rabbitohs back in 1966, boys. Now he lives in Williamstown, and him and a few mates have been going to the Morning Star Hotel to watch the Rabbitohs over over that whole 16-year period. And just recently, the publican changed, and he's from Dubbo, and he's a Mad South fan, so he set up a little corner there where they all watch the Rabbitohs, and it's starting to grow to about 15, 16 blokes every single game. They get down there, and he said he's going to put on Rabbitohs radio on the Bluetooth speaker they got in the corner, and, and all sit around over beer and listen to it. Oh, nice. well, unreal. Nice. Anyway, Mavo, tell us a little bit about Matty Green from Papua New Guinea. Yes, Matty 
Lives in Lay, Papua New Guinea. He's 53 years old, same as me. A beautiful spot too, they reckon. Yes. I haven't been there. I'll... No. And he's Rabbitohs member number 29361. Matty grew up in Arana Hills, Brisbane, and played footy locally. And he always loved the game of rugby league. Now, he went to PNG in 1988, and he loved it so much that he spent most of the last 30 years there in Port Moresby and Lai. Is it Lai or Lau? Anyway, one of our listeners will tell us. I probably should have checked that too. Matty said he's worked for Big Rooster, Coca-Cola, and now works for SP Brewery, which is his favourite food, favourite soft drink, and favourite beer. Well, if anyone's been over to Papua New Guinea, they'd know what the SP beer is, South Pacific Ale. And they've been brewing for over 60 years, boys. So it's quite a nice drop. I've had one myself. There you go. And for anyone who's listening... Uh, if you haven't tried it, make sure you buy a carton of SP Lager. Well, we plan to do a bit of a global tour and visit all our global ambassadors. So one day we're hopefully sitting in Maddie's favourite bar in PNG, having a couple of those beers and watching the bunnies on the big screen somewhere. But Maddie also the beetle nut. Having it in the, <laughs> the beetle nut. You know, you, if you're not worried about losing your teeth, you can chew beetle nut all day. <laughs> Matty started supporting the Rabbitohs in the early 80s and he used to follow a lot of the Queenslanders that made their way down to Sydney and Mitch Brennan was one of those and that's what made him a mad Rabbitoh. And his passion for the club was cemented through those great teams of the 80s. Now his top five players are Mario Fennick, Tony Rampling, Les Davidson, Ian Roberts and Sam Burgess. And he says, I'll throw in Greg Inglis because... On the top four podcast, Ello always adds a couple more in as well. (laughs) (laughs) And you can listen to a couple of them players, their stories, here on the Rabbitohs Radio podcast. Or via our YouTube channel. Yes, you can. Now, Matt, talking about how he loved the 80s, he loves the 2014 Rabbitohs team, obviously, because they won the comp. But he told me that one of his favourite teams was the 89 team that me and Brownie played in. It was a great team, wasn't it? It was a great team, mate. I loved it. I love watching that team, and they were my favourite team until that 2014 grand final. Till the till the boys went all the way, they went one one or two better than you blokes. So uh, I'm right with you there, Matty. And one just before um, we move on, I think we got to get Tony Rampling on, mate. Turtle, yeah. We got to get the turtle on. Yeah, fan him favorite. or Dean, couple of just bruises. Fan know? favorite, yeah, good ask, man too. Ask him about the Henry call. Yeah, well, we'll find out a little bit more about that. Oh, yeah. hard as nails. I was lucky enough to play with the turtle, and he was a great bloke. Terrific guy and just so tough. So thank you, Maddie, for coming on board. And we've attached a photo of Matt with his two kids, Chris and Jess, who are both passionate South supporters as well. They didn't have a choice by the sounds of it. But there's a great photo of them on the episode webpage with Maddie with his Superman jersey on, and I do love that Superman jersey. Okay, we might recap that big win over the arch enemies, the Sydney City, Bondi, Eastern Suburbs Roosters. We're on a roll here, boys. We've won a couple in a row over, and I thought we were going to go right on with it at 24 nil. We were looking at getting another 60 out there. We, we got carried away a little bit, but it wasn't to be. Uh, I think we just we just basically ran harder, tackled harder than they did in that first half, and it set up a, a, a pretty big win, boys. Okay, so, yes, it was our first game using our NRL accreditation, and Shannon Donato gave us a little tour downstairs, chaps. He did, yeah. We were lucky enough to go... Down near the dressing rooms, we I think maybe nearly went out in the field of play at one stage, and he got directed back near the dressing <laughs> rooms. and And Shannon said, "Look, I'll give you a good tour." And he wasn't eating anything. I know they put a bit of bit of shit on him over there at the top four. Mate. He didn't have um, a pie in his no, head. No, no, mate. No, he was no. drinking a can of coke so through the tour, but that's about it. 
and he showed us right through where the press conference room is, uh, where the boys warm up, and they sell a bit of corporate space there. People can go down and um, watch the boys warm up in that inner sanctum there. If you noticed, if you're at the game, the Roosters went out and warmed up in the field to play, but we warm up in the sheds mm. just um, so you don't. So when you go out there, you sort of fired up, and the boys were fired up. When we were doing that tour, Cam Murray walked past us, and he looked straight through us, didn't he? Mm, did. He was very focused. Yeah. Um, AJ was pretty similar. The, the game faces were on pretty early for the Mighty Rabbitohs. Mm. Yeah, and Shannon showed us where we can sit just outside the press boxes. We shared some photos of that, and they'll be on the episode webpage. But and we the, sat with our global ambassador. Yes, Chica Carroll. How passionate of a supporter is Chica? Oh, he was on fire, Chica. He was. He enjoyed I it. I love it. We enjoyed it. We all enjoyed it, but Chica was just savouring every last minute of that game. And Not only that, mate, bro. They're actually good suits. They're not the plastic suits, are they? No, no they're like leather. They're some sort of leather suit. They're really comfortable to sit yeah. on, to be honest. But. Yeah, so no more up in the GA for us, boys. We're rubbing shoulders. Who did you get a photo with, Brownie? That couple of home and away stars. Yep. Ditch Davey and James Stewart. Mm. Now, I didn't know them, but Chica... Introduced me to the to the boys and uh, sent it. My daughter Charlie, she loves home and away. I sent her the photo straight away. She was at the game, but she wasn't with us in our section. And she replied back, "Oh my God, Dad!" <laughs> and she just loves home and away. She watches it every day. I knew the bloke's face from home and away. I didn't know the other bloke though. But yeah, well, I didn't. I didn't. Yeah, the short dark hair. I've seen him on the TV this did you tell once him? or twice. We had a few celebrities at the game. If you did you tell him chaps the coverage? Was, did you tell him chaps was down there if they wanted a photo? Yeah, well, was, yeah, I've seen chaps getting a couple of photos there. Mm. Oh, I've seen him double taking me mullet, but that's about it. I don't, yeah. don't think he <laughs> stroking <laughs> the mullet. Anyway, let's get back to the game, boys. What a win! Now, mm. uh, personally, and it's only my opinion, I thought it was one of the best defensive efforts from any team this year. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong. They were just dominant in defence. They were very aggressive, and I think you mentioned it before, chaps. We just, in what they, in rugby league terms, we bashed them. We bashed them. Yeah, they they had no answer for anything that we were doing in defence. And you know, when I was playing, there there was a terminology. Once again, another terminology. You attack in defence, and that's what we did. We got off our line. We put pressure on them. We'll get numbers in tackles. Well, they don't need points. We know we've got points in us. We've proved mm. that. But mm. defensively, if we improve, we go to another level. It was just effort on effort play. That's what it was, chaps. And, and that's what it's about, individual efforts uh, and everyone working together as a team. And it just looked unreal, didn't it? Someone said to me, how good is our left side? And how good is our left side? Well, I went to the <laughs> captain's run on Friday and I was supremely confident I I'd have been on the Rabbitohs, boys. I just Every time we went down that side in the um, captain's run, it was an opposed session. It was a proper opposed session. We just opened them up nearly every time. Mm-hmm. Uh, they just they just shift it so quickly. It's generally off a of Thomas Burgess play the ball or a Cam Murray play the ball. They yeah. just seem to go, let's go. And it, it's just a, it's a look. There's not even a call. Mm-hmm. It's a look between the 7, 6 and 1, and it's mm-hmm. just panic buttons for the opposition. Yeah, like Cody out to Latrell and that try where he just turned Gags inside. Gags was brilliant too. Mm. Seven, tack- seven oh, tackle busts. Him yeah. and Cam- Campbell Graham in the centres were just dominant. Well, Campbell Graham set the tone. Opening tackle of the match for us mm-hmm. on Daniel Tupo, if you remember. He just drove him backwards, and he had to throw an offload over to Teddy. I thought it was forward. Mm. Then Teddy knocked it on. Mm. We just yeah. had him... They had we nothing. We had them straight away in defence. That's right. We yeah. wanted it more than they did. And like we said, they've been building on that and they'll be extremely happy with it. The only thing is that 
might disappoint them, and the coaching staff will touch on it. Was the second half? It got a little bit scrappy. It was stop start the second half that due to a couple of injuries. I think the total minutes for that second half was about fifty five minutes. That's a long second half, boys. Yeah. yeah. That's why our show started late too. But there's some good performances for us, some great performances. Mark Nichols again. Thirty three minutes of the game. Big meters. A lot of post contact meters. The goat. How good's he going? Yeah, just a an old old style front rower. Just gets about his work, does his, you know, does his job, doesn't make many errors. And I think he ran for over 150 metres, boys. Yeah. He had some really, really good stats. Mm. Uh, and it wasn't only this week. He's done it last week. He did. And it's just the type of player he is. And, um, you know, he just gets the job done. Well, I asked yeah. Wayne about him on Friday. At the, oh, sorry, on Thursday at the at his press conference in the captain's run, mate. And he said, mate, look, he might not get the headlines outside of South Sydney, but he's, he's very important in this playing group. I can tell you that right now. And that's why we call him the GOAT. And just while we're on the bench, Paddy Mago and Jai Arrow again. Excellent. Jai Arrow, how tough is this bloke? They, they targeted him and ended up costing them the game in the end because they were just more worried about bashing Jai Arrow and he just laughed at him. Mm-hmm. He copped everything they gave him and he just laughed at him. Well, you know? he showed his toughness in the state of origin. I, I've said it on the show before. I didn't really know he had that style of game in him until I seen it in state of origin. And he was outstanding in state of origin and obviously Wayne knows him from that program, and he's been sensational. He good has. to see Junior back to form too, boys. Oh, Junior went Junior's good. Junior's whole lot. What did he have? 136 metres in 42 minutes. He led the game in post-contact metres, boys. 70 post-contact metres. He sort of got those legs pumping as he copped a few shots. Games one and two this year. He probably was a little off, off the boil, but uh, it's good to see Junior back. And we're at our best when Tom and Junior are going forward. That's when our one, six, and uh, seven... Sort of get the job done, boys. And also, congrats to the source. Scored a try. Got to sing the team song for the first time in first grade. So that's the guy we know what he can do. He, he was got solid. involved. He was, he was solid, solid. Wasn't he? Yep. He was there, right? Put himself Strong. in the right place at the right time to score that try. Just on Latrell, boys, as well. Um, what about the energy and the confidence he's playing with? You know, he's had a full off season in that fullback role, and geez, he's playing well. What about the flick pass to Cody Walker? Before you know it, Cody Walker's coming back against the grain and the Roosters over-pursued Latrell on the play. I think it was um, Joseph Manu from memory. Next minute, Cody Walker's in the backfield. He made um, Tedesco, the world's best fullback, look stupid. Mm. Uh, And we were away then, weren't we? He just seems so happy and uh, the way he's playing, and it's good to see. He's looking comfortable under the high ball too. There was a couple of tough Mm. high balls in that second half. I went back and watched the replay a couple of times now and... Maybe he doesn't look like dropping him. I think last year he sort of looked a bit shaky under the high ball. And someone with his skill level, which is just astronomical, um, he's, he's starting to really, really make that fullback jumper his own. Yep, It's good signs, boys. Yeah, we, just need to, we just need to stay healthy. And well, we've said it before on the show, we'll go a long way in this competition. Just before we wrap that up, boys, I want to give our um, players a, a big pat in the back for... Sportsmanship, boy. Now we played our bitter rivals, and we all hate them and all that. But no one likes to see anyone get injured. I think it was Lindsay Collins, young Lockie Lamb, and Luke Keary rupturing the ACL. Uh, our blokes were first on the scene to making sure they're all right and trying to comfort them before uh, the Roosters medical staff come on. Boys, look, it's a tough game, uh, and 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 they, they they absolutely give it to each other week in week out. All these sixteen and our real teams, but the sportsmanship it's still important yeah, to this day, boys. It is, chaps, and as much as. They are our arch rivals, the Roosters. You never, ever 
want to see anyone get injured. And unfortunately, you know, the Roosters had three serious injuries on the weekend. And, uh, you know, it's not good. No, it's not good to see. And I finished um, Wayne's press conference my first time I did that um, at the game. And I walked back around along the tunnel there where the buses pick him up. And Luke Keery was sitting there with his, still with his full kit on, shorts, short, uh, jumper and socks with a couple of medical staff there and he was uh, he was a forlorn figure and I just said no luck mate and yeah he put his head down he's pretty much in tears and that's when I knew his season was over and it's been confirmed he's out six to nine months and we won't see him again this year boys yeah you definitely know when you you do your ACL I've had that experience I've ruptured my ACL and uh, it's an empty feeling and you know you just you're shot and you're shattered because you know your, your season's over what round did you do it in I done it midway through the year, okay. so similar. Well, not so similar, but you know, you know, your season's gone, especially after all the hard work that you've done through pre-season. I've done an ACL myself. I was three or four hours from a hospital in the middle of nowhere in WA surf, and I snapped the ACL halfway through a halfway through a turn. I had to limp all the way back to the car, two or three k's on a soft sand beach. Mm. Uh, it was, uh, I finished up in a nightclub till four in the morning too back in Perth but anyway that, that's a story for another day well yeah. lucky it wasn't a shark in WA and it was only ACL yeah well Brett Kenny broke my leg but who was he <laughs> <laughs> never heard of him this is Rabbitohs News brought to you by the Juniors Group of Clubs now you can join the Juniors Fitness Centre for nineteen ninety five a week direct debit and that gives you unlimited access to the gym classes the 25 metre heated indoor pool a fully equipped gym and the steam room. It's great value for members. You wouldn't get that price anywhere else. Good value, mate. At the Juniors Kingsford. And they've got all the latest equipment up there as well. And like Mavo said, I, I love having a steam after you have a train. How good do you feel? Yep, ticks every box. You can have a workout, free weights, you've got the machines, rower machine. Do some laps, have a steam. You feel like a million dollars. Have a good food down downstairs, mate. Yep. You can get a fail or something from... The Ocean Dragon Noodle House. We did our first post-game show after the game the other night, and it was quite a success, Brownie. I was quite surprised. All the members from the borough come over. So to all our friends at the borough, thank you so much for that. Josh Kemp, Bridget, and all our friends from the borough. And what about the guy, before I talk about the show, that we did the question. It was a who am I? Who am I? It was, I was born in 1980 in Auburn. First question. I thought, oh, anyone's got it. Only joking. Does anyone know it? And a gentleman put his hand up. He knew it. He knew the he question. Knew it was Michael, Pro- <laughs> Michael Crocker. <laughs> he won the footy. And he well, said, we had about 10 or 12 questions. He, might be, from, he might be from Auburn. Well, so I was, he actually left a comment on Insta today. And I, I was going to ask him, how would you know? Because that's, that's... Just a quick one. What did he end up winning? Sorry, man. He, he won a signed football by both captains, Reno and, and the games. The games oh, they bought. Oh, right. Well, okay. Yeah. I've seen them have it out there at the start of the game. Yep. Mm. Yeah, that would have been the one. Yeah, right. But we also spoke to Ethan Lowe. He was good. And Blake Solly. Plus, Charlie Rabbit got on the stage and sung Glory, Glory. And all the kids got up with us. So it was a good... He was fired up, Charlie, wasn't he? He was. Well, I missed, obviously, the post-match um, function that the boys did. I was down doing the press conference. But I left my daughters there with Brownie and, and Mavo. And they got up on stage and they were uh, raving about... I'm doing it with Charlie Rabbit, and they said, Charlie even jumped off the stage, Dad. He, he got so fired up. He did. He's a great man, our Charlie Gallico. He's a tireless worker for this club, mm. and he supports the Harold Matthews. And He's probably one of the only mascot that goes to every game, home and away. Mm. Yep. So good on you, Charlie. Well done, mate. And so, like you said, Mavo, it was a 
It was a great night up there. It was good for the members. They get to see a couple of special guests up there. Like Mavo said, we spoke to Blake Solly. Gave us a lot of information about the new Heffron Park development. Yep. And uh, where they're at with Adam Reynolds in the negotiation process. So yep. thanks to Blake Solly and Ethan Lowe. What, and did he, what did he say about the negotiation process? I missed that, boys. Well, look, he, he said that it's part of the negotiation process that everyone goes through. Obviously, Renault is trying to secure a longer deal because he's coming towards the end of his career. And obviously, the club's got to do what's best for the club. They've got a lot of young kids coming through that they've got to think about. And obviously, they don't want to lose them if they sign Adam Reynolds to a long deal. Yep. And it's just a catch-22 situation, isn't it, Mava? It's a delicate balance, and they're tough decisions that need to be made, but we've got the right people in the right places there to do it. And I know the fans get emotional about this, but you've got to trust that the club have got all the info at their disposal, and they'll make the right choice for the club. And I've always said that we will have Adam Reynolds for the next couple of years. Yeah, we'll get him. Yep. And so, yeah, we said the game ran a bit late. So those people that came to our show, it was about quarter past ten at night. And most people want to get home after the game. So thank you for everyone that stayed back. But our next show was on April the 17th after the Tigers game. And that's a 5.30 kickoff. So it'll be much earlier at our next show. Okay, Rabbitohs Radio listeners. We've got an update on the pathways here. We've got Rabbitohs jersey flag coach Joe O'Callaghan on the line. Hey, guys. Thanks for having us. No worries, mate. We might go right over the, the whole weekend, mate. We might start with the Harold Matthews, mate. They, they got a little touched up there by the Central Coast Roosters. Yeah, uh, mate, uh, probably wasn't the best way to start yesterday morning uh, at Redfern Oval, but, uh, you know, you get those you get those same uh, those games sometimes that look massive wrapped to the Central Coast Roosters. I thought they played a, a really great brand of footy yesterday uh, and, you know, got, kind of schooled our boys, if you want to call it that. Uh, took them back to school and uh, obviously, they're really clicking in at the right time of that Central Coast team. And look, I really feel for Bo and uh, his staff and, 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 you know, a small group of the players in that team that I know the effort's there. But unfortunately, uh, yeah, there's a, there was just a large component of that group yesterday that unfortunately, um, yeah, I don't know whether the pride was in the jersey yesterday or where their, their brains are at or minds are at. But unfortunately, in junior rep footy, if you only need a few guys to be, uh, to be in that type of state and, and it can really affect the results. Yeah, I spoke to Bo yesterday afternoon. And he's a little disappointed in, in in a few areas, but he said um, we're looking to try and finish off strong the last two games of the season, mate. We might get on to SG Ball, mate. They had a big win over the Melbourne side, mate, the Melbourne Thunderbolts. Yeah, look, it's been a, a really uh, strange few weeks. Um, you know, we've had the, the boy and we rested some guys against North Sydney um, and then obviously the weather. So that was the first game of footy in, in probably three weeks for a handful of boys in that team. and Look, they're always smokies, that Victorian side. They're, they're a big physical side, uh, and you don't know what to expect. But, uh, look, no, full credit to uh, Leon. Uh, Leon is starting that SG Ball group. They're, they continue to just keep plugging along, uh, you know, building really, really, really uh, well. Two games to go, and, and look, they, they, they get up this good Friday against the Tigers. Uh, they really set themselves up for a, a game for the morning premiership the week after. Joe, you just mentioned they've got two games to go. So that's one uh, one uh, normal game and one of the deferred game, which you'll play the Bulldogs. <laughs> yeah, look, the Bulldogs are still... So there's two, two round games to go. The Dogs game uh, is the postponed game from a few weeks ago. Uh, look, the Doggies got up again yesterday as well. And uh, as I said, I think if all results go... Uh, we obviously got to get through next week uh, yet. And Belmain obviously will be a tough game on 
on Good Friday, and we all remember what Belmain did to, to this same SG ball group at Mascot Oval, um, you know, two months ago in that last trial. So mm. uh, the boys need to focus on that one. But obviously, if they do get the results uh, coming up this weekend, then yeah, they will. The destiny is kind of in their hands. They'll set themselves up for that dogs game and a crack at the minor premiership. We're good mates with Shane Manning here on the show, and young Evan knows his way to the try line, doesn't he? Yeah, no, look, Ev, Ev had a, another uh, great game yesterday, capped off with a couple of tries. And, uh, look, it's hard to fault you know, many of those SG ball teams. It's, it's obviously uh, you know, coming into that back end two weeks to go. It's, it's going to be a couple of selection headaches there for Leon and Sutton and stuff, and that's good. That's what you want this time of the year. Um, we expect Terrell Callow uh, to finally uh, you know, make, his, make his debut, his first game back in the SG ball colours uh, this weekend. Uh, there's Good Friday coming up, so that'll add a, a bit of a headache there because that, that whole back one's been going really well. But um, look, I, I, another guy I want to give a massive wrap to on the show, just, just really quickly, is, is the other winger, actually, Carson Cahill. Um, You know, I think Carson, for me, has been consistently uh, in the top three players uh, for our SG ball team week in, week out. So uh, not taking anything away from Ever, I think he's having a great season as well on that other flank, but it's, uh, it's some, some of, the, some of the, the not fun stuff to do, um, you know, as a winger. Uh, on the other side of the field, and I just think Carson's been consistent, had a great year, and he showed it again yesterday. Love it. And I spoke to Leon during the week, and he had to listen to the podcast, and he knows we're focusing on the Pathways, our Spotlight on the Pathways program. And he invited me to come in and shoot some footage before the game, after the game, and take our listeners inside the dressing room and see how those boys operate. So you can look forward to seeing some of that. No, that may be, look, I think Leon's done a sensational job. Uh, you know, he's been an assistant inside our Pathways program with our flag for the last couple of years. And we all know he was kind of thrown in at the last minute uh, to coach this ball team under some tough circumstances. But I think he's done an absolute sensational job with them. And, you know, the, the hardest thing at that age level is, is to keep their minds in it week in, week out and keep it consistent. And, and that's probably something that I think Leon's done really well with this group. They definitely haven't got ahead of themselves yet. And, uh, you know, looking forward to, to what the next few weeks holds with that group. And the next one, they're supposed to be really well coached, this Jersey flag team. I'm not sure if you, you know no, the bloke, mate, but they've come up with their first win of the season, mate, uh, and it's against, a, it's against a team we hate here on Rabbitohs Radio, right the Roosters, mate, so it's even more sweeter, mate. 30 to 16, mate, how, how'd the boys go? No, look, the, the boys, uh, full credit to them, mate, they, they really turned up yesterday, but uh, look, 30 to 16, on the board it looks like a really attacking game of football, uh, but... I think, you know, something I've been into that group about for probably the last four or five weeks is just buying a little bit more into defence. And, and I thought the, the, the first 10, 15 minutes, they really set the tone defensively. It was a little bit like the NRL game, to be honest. Uh, I really thought in the middle, um, same on Friday night in the NRL, you know, that they, they really turned up defensively and set the tone for the match. And uh, the flag kind of simulated that yesterday. And, and I really think that set them up. And then, obviously, yeah, they were lucky enough to come away with the floodgates open. There were some really exciting tries there in that last 20. Um, and yeah, mate, it's, it's sweet not just to get the season rolling, but like you guys said, doesn't matter whether it's NRL under tens or uh, or flag, it's just great to beat the Sydney Roosters. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> that sure is, mate. Good to get one on the board, mate. Now, New South Wales Cup, we watched that game the other night. They they were in it for a long period of time, but they sort of fell away at the end there, mate. A little bit of forward depth probably uh, let them down towards back end of that game. Yeah, look, I think Cup, cup that, that whole competition is probably going to take a month to sort itself out. Um, and then looking at the NRL injury crisis, uh, you know, to come across this round, it's only going to be even more so next week. So, uh, look, that, that's a, it's always a tough gig there. You've got your first full timers having to mix in with the part time group, and um, they're slowly getting used to some combinations there. And I thought they showed a lot of promise in the first half. Um, and and I, to be honest, I just think there's a few individuals in that North Sydney team 
that probably changes the result in the back end of it. But they're only going to get better for it. And, you know, when you've got names like, uh, you know, Naughty, Harmay, Tale, uh, Braden Burns, uh, Tane Milne and Blake Tapp, there's, there's some names coming back in the next few weeks. Mm. Um, and, you know, hopefully once they get back uh, and, and the boys get used to each other, um, hopefully they can start to really kickstart their season as well. Okay, mate. Yeah, and, and the women are they're at half time right now. They're, they're up eight four over the North Sydney Bears. So looks like they're they've started this half pretty well, mate. We'll we'll get well, to them that, a bit that's later. The plan, mate. I, I'm tracking it the same as you guys. I saw a try to North Sydney after one minute. And I got a bit nervous, but uh, it, by the looks of it, without being there, uh, you know, they're really yeah. You know, that, that that women's team is the first to admit they're not a team of superstars, but they they really are hard working. Um, they've had a great preseason, and I hope uh, for Dean and the girls that the next 25 minutes goes well for them. They can get their first W of the year. Yeah, Joe, mate. Uh, just on on a player that uh, you've had a little bit to do with, and we've been very impressed with him over the last few weeks. Paddy Mago, can you tell us a little bit about Paddy? Yeah, well, uh, mate. Paddy's um, yeah, Paddy's had a very interesting journey. Uh, I've known Patrick since he was 13, uh, up at uh, Logan at Marsden State High School there, and. Um, I first come across Paddy in 2007 and it's been great to kind of sit back and watch his journey uh, over the past decade. We've, we've probably got both similar stories. You know, more with my coach and him with his playing, we've kind of had to travel around a little bit uh, to get our opportunities and, uh, you know, really, really keep slogging along. So it's, it's funny that we've ended up at, you know, we've ended up both here at the club. You know, we, we spent both time in Cairns, uh, not at the same time, but we, we've gone that journey up there to the Pride as well and, Look, Paddy's just, I think the, the penny's finally dropped with Paddy. You know, when he went to Canberra as a, a, a young guy out of school, he was, you know, he was a, a junior kangaroo at the time. He was a back rower. The Raiders had uh, high hopes for him. Uh, he's probably the first to admit that uh, he got a little bit comfortable his time at the Broncos and the Cowboys. Um, was happy just playing state league. But, you know, he, he's got that taste for regular NRL now, mate. He, he, you know, he wants to do that. He's coming to the back end of his career. So, you know, one thing, you, you know, you're going to get out of Patrick's effort and, I'll always remember uh, the pride rung me after I left about, uh, you know, they were going to ask the Cowboys for Paddy's an allocation, what I thought. And I hadn't watched Paddy for a while, but I said, you're going to get a great human being. Mm. Uh, and, you, you know, you're going to get a tough worker. And, and that's what you get with Paddy. And look, I, I think uh, his fitness is in a really great spot at the moment. And that, that just adds to a little bit of intrigue with that bench for the NRL for the next uh, some competition for the rest of the year. Yeah, I think the, the more game time he gets, mate, uh, the better he's going to get uh, from what we can see. Oh, look, he's just something different, mate. He's a, he's a, he's a big body. Uh, he's tough. And, um, you know, when you start talking about those top four teams in the NRL, you need depth. Um, and, you know, when you start looking at a, a bench that at some stage is going to have the likes of, you know, Nico, you know, Paddy, Harme, uh, Jai Arrow, uh, all these people fighting for spots, uh, that, that's when you know you really got the depth to, to start saying you're a regular top four club. And uh, don't worry, mate. Paddy's not just here to make the numbers up. He, he wants to be a big part of that NRL campaign. Well, mate, I thought he had one of his best games in a Rabbitohs jersey the other night. So, yeah, he's high hopes for him, and it was very noticeable, the work he did. But, mate, thank you for your time today, and we'll catch up with you again soon to spotlight our Pathways teams. Beautiful, boys. Thanks again for having us. We might chuff off to another break here on Rabbitohs Radio Podcast. Okay, Rabbitohs Radio listeners, we've got boom, bench forward, Paddy Mago on the line. Welcome to Rabbitohs Radio, Paddy. Hey, thanks for having me. No worries, mate. Now, um, we're coming off a big win over the arch rivals, the Roosters, mate, and, and you had a fair fair game there, mate. Punched out nearly 100 metres there in, in 20-odd minutes. How, how you feeling, bud? 
Yeah, I think I was pretty happy with, um, with my game. Um, obviously, coming off the bench, you just want to try to bring that energy um, for the boys that you know that started the game. And um, you know, like I, I saw where the game was going, and you know, like I had to kind of put my best foot forward, and I was pretty happy with how it went. But um, all the boys put in as well, and happy to come away with the two wins. Well, mate, I thought it was one of your best games in a South Sydney jersey. And we were at the game and we could just see you had a lot of energy, mate. You were busy out there in the field. And then I came home and spoke to my dad. I always get a match report from him because he sits there and watches it on telly. And he said, Big Paddy Mago went good. So you must be happy with where your place is in the in the team at the moment. Yeah, um, all I've, I try to do is just bring that energy off the field, uh, onto the field. I'm... Um, uh, Wayne and JD always tell me just to keep moving when you know when I get tired there. And I tried working on my fitness in the off season, and um, uh, obviously I knew the fitness was you know like kind of my not much of a strength for me, so I could really work hard on that. But um, in the off season, well, I kind of worked hard on it. Then yeah, I, I, I kind of you know I, I felt good on, on on the field, and um, you know just just turning up for the boys and you know trying to do my part was you know was on my mind the whole time so now we're out at the game there we thought we'd come up with a nickname for you mate now we're going to call you the PM alright for your initials <laughs> the PM yeah <laughs> it's a lot of weight on the yeah. shoulders but we're going we're going to name you the PM Paddy for PM <laughs> on Rabbitohs Radio mate so <laughs> I don't know if you will take that yeah we'll take <laughs> that one you're better than the PM we've got now anyway but we'll move away from <laughs> politics mate Um, now now where are you from and what was it like growing up there uh, so originally I grew up in Sydney. Um, I did all my primary school years here in Sydney, um, in Campbelltown, and then um, I moved to Brisbane and I did all my high school years and um, I moved on. I moved to Canberra first. Uh, I for um, forty did under twenties and um, grade there. Then I debuted at Cowboys two years there. Um, then I went to um, to the Bronx for two years and then yeah, I came here last year. So. Travelled a fair bit, but um, I'm loving my my place here um, at the Rabbits here. So, well, mate, we'll just go back to when you were at Brisbane. We spoke to Joe O'Callaghan, who's the Pathways manager and the Jersey Fleet coach, and he said he's yeah. known you since you were 13 years old. Coached you at Marsden High. Yep. So, what are your memories of Joe? Oh, man, I'd say that's a funny one. Um, Joe's uh, Joe's first year at our school. Um, he came as um as our uh, Head coach and um, he he made known who he was because the first uh, the first day of at at um, at school he he pretty much just blew up everybody that thought that they were going to make it. Um, He 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 told us that we weren't um, if if we didn't put um, if we didn't put in the work um, you know like we're not we're we're not going to obviously do good in. um, and footy, if we're not really, if we're, um, we're not ready to put the work in. So, mm. um, yeah, he was my high school teacher. Um, uh, he, he really helped me out when I was um, when I was younger. So, um, there was a fair bit going on, like with me, I, I guess with my like my attitude at school. But uh, Joe really, um, you know, helped me out at school. So I've known Joe, um, Joe for years as well. So. Paddy, uh, you mentioned uh, you went down to Canberra at a young age. You played in the SG Ball down there. How was that yeah. transition going from north down to Canberra down south? Yeah, um, so I was straight after high school moved down to Canberra, 
Um, I'm very, I'm very family orientated. So uh, when I moved away from home uh, from my parents um, for the first time, you know, like it was a bit of a, um, it was different for me, I guess. Um, I wasn't used to not having my family around. Um, and at first it was kind of hard, but then um, I guess, like, like I always tell, uh, I tell everyone why, like, you know, like, why, what motivated me. Um, it's like my parents and my why. So, um, I, I guess like when I when I moved away from home, I kind of knew what what I needed to do. Uh, the sacrifices that my parents, um, you know, did for me and gave, um, you know, sacrifice for me. Um, I, I guess all I wanted to do was you know make them proud and. Like it was tough at the start, um, you know, moving down from from Queensland to Canberra um, on my own. Um, but um, I kind of knew what I had to do. Pretty much there for business, and mm. yeah, I got. Uh, I guess I'm here today, and it's like you know, like it kind of paid off. So. Yeah, Paddy, when you say your family didn't go down there, who did you live with yeah. down there? Uh, so when I moved down there, I moved down with. Um, with Tony Milford, um, Brett Lee, Luke Bateman, and a few of the other boys, and uh, we, well, like, we were living down there with, um, just, you know, they're like billeted. So yeah. They're, they're like but then we ended up moving in with Joshua Pali. Okay. And I, 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 yeah, I, was, I was living with Joshua Pali for, for a while, and um, yeah, big papa. Well, that, that, yeah, that, that, that was that would have been a great experience, mate. Learning off Papali how. To get ready for games and your preparation and the professionalism within the yeah. organisation. Yeah, yeah. Obviously, you know, like where Papa stands in the game, and uh, you know, like learning of him, um, all those like from those years, you know, like um, I guess you know, I took took, took a bit out of um, his game, and um, but you know, Papa's down to earth, and like if, if you know him personally, uh, like. He's, he's such a funny bloke, and you know, like you couldn't take anything serious from him. So, but um, yeah, um, I did take a lot, you know, take a lot out of his game, and you know, like just the way the way he is, and the way he um, he um, he, he works hard on on the field and off. So, mm. yeah, mate, you also played for the Junior Kangaroos. How was that experience? Yeah, I enjoyed that. Um, my first year that I made it, um, you know. I got, I didn't, I didn't, didn't think I was going to make it, but um, uh, I enjoyed the experience and um, just the players that I was playing with. You know, like it, it was, it's crazy now to see where like all those players are now. Like, who were some of them, you know, mate? Jake Tabovich, um, you know, Clint Gutherson, um, you know, Val- Valentine Holmes. Wow, wow, good team. Yeah, so like I've played with some like. Some big names, you know, like um, he's a never get beat. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we had a gun team, Junior Paulo, and all that. Yeah, I enjoyed the experience. Um, obviously playing for you know Australia. Um, I grew up here in Australia, um, and you know I've always wanted to um, play for Australia. So uh, hopefully one day I get to play. You know, like for the for the big dogs soon, but obviously it'll be a fair bit to go. And but um, like until Junior Kangaroos, yeah, it was probably one of the best experiences. You, you play, there were some big names there, mate, but there's only one PM, let, let's face it, mate. Um, <laughs> and now you, you, now you mentioned, um, 
your family, how important they are to you. Where are they living these days, mate, um, your family? Yeah. They, are they in Sydney or up Brizzy still? Yeah, so my parents are still in Brisbane. Um, I've got uh, my brother and um, my still in um, Brisbane as well. Um, but um, I live um, in Sydney with my, my older brother and um, I've got my other sister here too. So. What are their names, mate? Mum and dad and your brother and sister. Give them a shout out. Oh, yeah, my mum my my and dad's name is um, Bele and Bayola. And uh, shout out to um, just the rest of my siblings. I've got nine of them, so I'll just say the rest of my siblings. <laughs> do, do you miss mum's no. cooking? <laughs> oh, yeah, um, yeah, I do. Uh, I do. I miss being around my family, um, especially mum and dad um, and my nieces. Uh, you know, like, like I said, I, I was growing up, I was all, you know, family orientated and everything was about family. So, um, you know, like I, I've, I've gotten used to, you know, moving away. Um, and living on my own, but um, you know, like it, you would never, you know, like for me, I'd always miss my family. So. Yeah, nothing wrong yeah. with that, mate. We all miss our family, mate, from time yeah. to time. There, mate. Now you made your debut for the Cowboys, yeah. Um, in a loss to the Panthers at Penrith Park, mate. And you you played with Ethan Lowe was with the Rabbitohs last year. He's obviously uh, medically retired now, and also Jason yeah. Tamalolo, mate. Uh, how, how was yeah. that experience, mate? Yeah, it was good. Um, I remember my debut. Like my whole family came down, and I was real nervous for that game. But um, I remember going on the field and um, like I wore under the pump a bit. Um, and then all I remember Dave telling me was, "Paddy, fuck, take a like, just um, take a run and fuck, just run hard." And then so uh, I, I did on my first carry. And, um, look, I was. Jason's brought down to earth. Um, he's one of my, my, my close boys um, up at Cowboys. Um, you know, like alongside um, Patrick Cafusi and uh, Braden Ueli, that's at Sharks now. So, um, yeah, like, it was like um, I enjoyed my experience, um, you know, playing with, uh, playing with uh, Jason. Obviously, Ethan Lowe that came down from the Rabbits. Um, yeah, Lowe is a character. Uh, <laughs> um, but, um, He's a bit, left, know, like, a bit left field, isn't he, Lowy? Yeah, he is. <laughs> <laughs> um, and yeah. Um, you mentioned Brandon Williams. He scored a good try. Uh, was it yesterday? Oh, sorry, Friday night for the Dragons. Yeah, I've seen that. He was on fire. Yeah, he's playing well. So that was 2017, your debut. And then you moved on to yep. the Bronx in 2018 under the great man, Wayne Bennett. Tell us about yep. that. Yeah, so growing up, to be honest, growing up, um, Broncos was always my favourite team to play. Uh, like, my favourite team. Um, my favourite player was always uh, Darren Lockyer. So whatever team he played for, um, that's the team that I went for. So to go back and play for the, uh, the Broncos, you know, like, um, it was obviously, you know, a, um, something big for me too because I was moving back home to my parents. So I lived away from home for for a while, and then I was moving back to Brisbane for my, like with my parents and that. So, um, you know, like it was a good experience playing for Broncos. Um, you know, like it, it was like a childhood, uh, you know, dream to, that I, that I've lived out. So, um, yeah, being coached under Wayne, you know, like the first year that I went there, I, was, I probably I was only trying to get out one or two games there. So. Um, I was lucky enough to push out 12 that year so under Wayne so yeah that's a great organisation the Broncos and 
and you've ended up at a, another great organisation in the Mighty Rabbitohs. How did that come about? Yeah, um, so 2019, I um, hadn't got any um, NRL game time. Um, so I was kind of like um, on the verge of, you know, like playing, I think going back to Q Couple, you know, like just, um, you know, New South Wales Cup, you know, just some local or something. But uh, JD and um, Wayne brought me down for a train on trial. Um, I know what a train on trial is. It's because, um, uh, you know, like obviously you've got to train your ass off for pre-season. If you're good enough, you know, you get signed. So, um, yeah, JD put in a word in for me and um, I guess, you know, like I come down here and do, do what I can and I'm happy with, the, with how I went. And, yeah, now I'm here at this, you know, like this great club and, you know, like I love being here. I don't want to, like, to be honest, I don't want to go to like, I like to another club at the moment, so you know, like I love the boys around here, the you know the vibes and the staff, and I guess the fans as well. You know, like it's such a great club, and um, you know, like I hope to see, you know, like I hope I can like try to stay here for you know a couple couple more years. So, what is your contract situation, mate? Uh, I'll come off contract this year, so yeah, I'm obviously trying to work my ass off again. To, you know, like to stay at the club you know like uh, I really want to say uh, I'm sick of moving as well but mm. uh, like, I, I just love I, I love I love the rabbit um, uh, to be, uh, before before I came I, I never realised how big of the club uh, how big of a club it is um, like the fan base as well and mm. um, when I'm when I'm here and I'm in it um, like you know like it's such a I don't know I'm so proud to be to be a rabbit now and um, my family like all my family and that are proud you know to um, you know like proud of the rabbits as well and they're like they love me being at the club and you know like it's 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 something I'm yeah obviously proud of so mate we're also proud that you're a rabbit as well mate and if you keep playing like you did the other night uh, you'll get a contract with us for a couple of years yeah. to come. Uh, and you spoke about it being a big club and you only have to look at the fact that we have a trial game every year, the Charity Shield. Now, you've taken part in it in the last two years and, and look how many people turn up just to a trial game in the country. That, that's how that's how big the mighty South Sydney Rabbitohs are and you were fantastic in that in that game, your first game for the Rabbitohs in the Charity Shield in the second half, mate, before you tore your peck, mate. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I've always watched the Charity Shield, you know, like um, every year, didn't but never really uh, you know took notice of how big of it um, you know like of a game that is and it's only a trial match you know and um, to experience the last two charity shields um, and um, you know just going to show you know like like where our club sits you know like and how much of a um, loved club there is from you know not only from people in Sydney but you know like all over the country you know like and you can just you can just tell that you know like Anywhere you go, you know, like rabbits, rabbits will always be, you know, one of the like the love clubs, and um, you know, like I've I've enjoyed the past two charity shields and good stuff. We're everywhere, mate. The rabbitos, you've found that out now yeah. that you're one of us. But uh, <laughs> so it must have been devastating because I remember that game. You killed it in that charity shield, and everyone's going, "Oh, we got Patrick Mago now," and then you tore your peck. So just tell us about how that sort of set you back. 
yeah. Um, so when I when I talk like when I when I talk my picture in the game, I didn't really feel it. Like I think um, it was just it was like a burning sensation. So um, I think um, I did it when I scored that um, scored that try, and then like um, I kept playing on. I I I, I thought that I was like oh. I don't think I I, ne- I didn't hear anything tear or anything um you know pop or anything but my my pack is just like it's just like it's there's like a burning sensation and and he, he I, I I told him that so he can just let Eddie know and then so I played on for like another ten minutes uh, um but um yeah they took me off um and um they we did some tests I couldn't even do a push up and had scans the next day. Um, uh, they, uh, went dinner with my with my brother and my son, and then um, pretty, um, JD messaged me was I was I ready for round one? So I was pretty excited, and then the doctor um called me um that straight after that and told me that I'm out for two three months. So um, I was obviously devastated coming, mm. you know, like. I came on a train on trial and, you know, like I was a, um, you know, I was a chance of starting round, like round one last year. So, yeah, uh, um, that, you know, I, got, I, I was devastated because I hadn't played any games, NRL games in 2019 and then to start the year off playing great in 2020, you know, like, oh, um, you know, I worked my ass off for it, you know, but, um, I guess, you know, like it wasn't meant to be, I guess, um, uh, and it is what it is, but COVID came in, came into play as well. So mm, um, mm. there was only two games, and then COVID came in. So, so then once you got your fitness back, you made your debut for the Bunnies. I think it was in June. What are your memories of that? Yeah. Uh, we reversed the Titans, um, and man, it was, it was it was good coming back on. Um, I think the the boys were already killing it on the field. So um, when I got on, I. You know, like it made my job a lot more easier. But um, obviously, um, you know, debuting, debuting at the club, um, you know, I, I, and 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 getting a win on my debut was something special. So um, it's something that I'll never forget. And I know like, the the boys really turned up that day for you know for me to debut. So and we yeah. looked at the footage of that, and Renault presented your jersey in a bit of an emotional. Ceremony before the game. Yeah, yeah there was. Um, I think it just bring bring back memories, I guess, because uh, at one point I felt like I wanted to give up because you know, like I, 2019, I didn't play nothing, and coach, I coach, one of the some some coach told me, you know, like I probably wasn't good enough, you know, to play in NRL or anything. So, you know, like I, all the um, second guessing, you know, like in my, you know, all. All came through, I guess, and um, you know, like to debut at a club like that, um, you know, like I really, you know, like I was really proud of myself, you know, because mm. um, no matter how many um, times I got, um, I was doubted, um, you know, I, I came through at the end because if I just, I, I knew if I just put my head down and worked my ass off, you know, I, I'd be like, you know, I couldn't be denied, you know, so. You also play yeah. with a host of great players, Latrell Mitchell and Cody Walker. And Dane Gagai, what's it like playing with all them boys? Oh man, it's crazy! Like everybody in our team is—they're just freaks, eh? Like 
I'm done. I'll just sit down. Like you know, just I just watch them do their thing, and I'm like, I'm, I'm even you know, starstruck still. Just what, just going like going to training every time, seeing the boys. Um, but um, you know, like you obviously you know what Lachell, Cody, you know, like every individual in that team brings. You know, like um, it's it's just crazy to see. You know, like I, I, I guess you know, like all the all this talent in our team, and you know, like to be a part of that. You know, like it's. That's something that I hope that I can, you know, like be a part part of for the rest of the year. And, you know, like you know, like there's gonna there, there, there's something special in our team. You know, like you just hope to be a part of it every time. So yeah, mate, and we love him on the show. What about Ke- our man Keon Kalamatangi? Oh, the mullet man. Ah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he's a freak. Um, yeah, he's, he's one of my close boys too. He's so funny. Um, him and Jaden Store, they're the best buddies. They, you'd never see them two, um, you know, like separated. You know, like they always come to training together, leave leave together. Um, but um, yeah, obviously, you know what Keon brings to the team, and what he bring last year. You know, debuted last year, and, um, rookie of the year. So um, I, I rate him highly, and um, yeah, he just. <laughs> He, he loves he loves the game of poker. I tell you that much. So. Uh, right. <laughs> yeah, he does, yeah. mate. And that's what that's what this club brings, mate. Is uh, a close bond and, and great friendships along the way. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, it's so funny because um, Wayne always <laughs> Wayne always um, tells us about um, you know like the, you know or like oh everyone like they always tell us to mingle you know like and there's like there's like a group of us um, you know me. Uh, Junior, Hame, uh, Jaden, um, uh, Keon, and um, and and Tao, 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 and, and and Tane, and all that. So yeah, uh, we got we got a, we got a good um, you know, like a good Polynesian, you know, group here. But you know, like even also the indigenous boys as well. You know, like it's funny because like we're not, you know, like we all come from different, you know, parts of, you know, like we all come from different cultures and all that. But we're all still pretty close. Like we're all close still. So. Mm. Um, yeah, and I you follow know, your Insta. It's, it's quite entertaining some of the stuff you share. Like, will you take us inside the scenes there? And <laughs> I can see you're all good mates, and you have a lot of fun there at training. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, like, like I said, like there's, like, there's, there's poly. Um, we got Polynesians in our team. Um, you know, Indigenous boys. You know, like and yeah, like it's just so funny. Like the, the cultures that mix together. You know, like everyone's got like you know like their own jokes. You know, like you know, and they always bring you know like their um, you know, like everyone, everyone respects each other's cultures and that, you know. So, I guess, like, and I, I guess that's what makes us, a, you know, like a, 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 you know, a family, a, a proud club, you know. So yeah, that's wonderful. No matter, where you, no, matter no matter where you come from, you know, like we're all still one. Yep. At the end of the day, you know. So. I love hearing that, mate. We do love hearing that. So, mate, yeah. what do you like doing in your spare time if when you're not training for the bunnies? Um, so I go to this. Um, I go to this training out in Sungabi. Um, they it's called OT um, OT training like out of the high vis. Um, I like to go there, and, you know, like that's where I was training the whole off season. So um, when I'm not training at the bunnies, I go down there, and, you know, like I just show my support. Sometimes I jump in some um into their sessions. Sometimes you know just for the extra fitness or cardio. What type of training uh, is it, Paddy? Um, so one of the boys there, uh, his, his his younger brother is in the under twenty. Uh, Joshua Sepulai, um, he's a his older brother, he, he um runs a boot camp there. Oh yeah. Um, but um, 
uh, I guess that training was, you know, like, so that, that boot camp was, um, it's mainly on the field. So we're doing like a lot of 100 meter sprints, you know, like just, I, I guess we did one, because we were doing 1.2s the whole time, you know, like just to, mm. you know, obviously get myself prepared for preseason. So mm. there was a lot of running, um, running based, um, training there. And, and they did, they did a bit of like, um, you know, hit workouts there, but mm. they're, um, they're more running as well. So, so when you um, do the 1.2, you go 20, 40, 60 and back? No, we did the um, 100 metres uh, 12 times. Oh, wow. Yeah, so... Extras, mate. Uh, That's the way. Do the extras. Yeah, I go get, get a big boy like me that, you know, like that, that needs to do the extras. Like, um, you know, um, you know, obviously, you know, like I, I need to keep doing and, and staying on top of my um, my fitness. So, and it's paying dividends, um, mate. Yeah, I, I enjoy going back. Um, you know, all the boys are good, so, yeah. Yeah, well, I can relate to that because I'm a, me and Brownie are both big guys and it's a battle to keep yeah. the weight down sometimes, so you need to do this sort of stuff. Yeah, exactly. And, um, I go just easy riding, you know, like, um, just make, making sure that, you know, like you know what you, you take, you know, like you, um, like for me, for me, I, 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 I need to keep my weight down and, you know, I have to stay in the team, obviously. You know, like I need to be at my best. So uh, I guess there's, there's people in place, you know, to help me, um, to direct me, in, you know, in the right place of, you know, like what to eat and like, you know, when to eat as well. So, yeah. Oh, you look like you're in pretty good nick, mate. And you're in, in one of the hottest 17s in the NRL at the moment. And you, you're up against the Bulldogs <laughs> this Friday night, mate. And we want to wish you luck. And thanks for joining us here on Rabbitohs Radio Podcast. Thanks, lads, for having me. All right, boys. It was nice to talk to... Um, the PM there, mate, and he was Rabbitoh number eleven fifty eight, boys, and it was great to have him on the show. What a humble man, and a great family man. Loves his family, missed his family when he went to Canberra. All them Polynesians, they're really family orientated, and yeah, what a what a champion fella. Yeah, I like to give his mum and dad a shout out, but he didn't want to rattle off the nine brothers and sisters just probably because he might have forgot one. There's that many of them, <laughs> but yeah, really nice of him to join us and. Great story, talking about his struggles and, you know, like he didn't play much football in 2019 and he had that self-doubt and then he did that train and trial and we read about what Wayne Bennett said. He forced his way into that team just by sheer effort and they know he's got some skill. They know he can defend. And so then he plays in that charity shield, plays good, like he did because he might have been in the balance and they mm. stuck with him during COVID. It's good they showed confidence in him. Then he makes his debut and the rest is history. He's, he's part of the team now. Well, I watched the captain's run on on last Thursday with Ello and I, I spoke about Paddy Mago to Ello and I said, geez, um, you know, isn't he, isn't he starting to find his traps? And he said, well, that when he did his pack in the charity shield, he was in such good nick. He, he, he was going to play in round one, obviously. He said that there. And he said it's taken him all this time to get the confidence back up and we, th- we think we've got him right back where he was at the start of last year. So you're only going to see the best out of this bloke. And the blokes who do the extras off the field, guys like Shane Webke, he used to go and stay at Coogee uh, before they go on tour. They'd stay a few days there. And Shane Webke would be running past my joint. Mm. Now, by himself, no other, no other teammates. He used to run from Coogee to Maribor and back doing extras before they got on the flight to England, the kangaroo, on the, not kangaroo tours, but those England mm. tours at the end mm. of the year. They're the blokes who, who end up achieving a lot more. Mm. Yeah, and then you asked him what he does in his spare time. I thought he was going to tell me he plays PlayStation or something. He's going running 120s at, at, with his mate at the OT. So There's an old saying, train when everyone else is not. Export Freight Systems. 
email ian at efsau.com.au and mention Rabbitohs Radio, he'll take care of you. NG Farah have forged an enviable reputation for consistently delivering outstanding results. Rabbitohs Radio is proudly brought to you by The Juniors. This week's Remembering a Rabbitoh brought to you by Export Freight Systems and thanks to Brad Ryder is Dennis Lee. Rabbitoh number 508. Nickname, Sluggo. Born on the 27th of September, 1943. Played 29 first grade games between 1962 and 1972 and also played 124 reserve grade games, including 17 as captain. And also, boys, he was a mascot junior. One tough player. And the only reason he played 29 games was because our pack was full of test players. Sattler, O'Neill, McCarthy, Coote. We even had test players playing reserve grade. I'm pretty sure Paulie Sate played for Australia from reserve grade. Yes, he was a tough man. Got himself in a bit of strife a few times. Played first grade. Captain the reserve grade in the grand final against Manly in a side that was full of first graders as well. Just on that, i done a bit of research on Slugger and had a look at some of the games that he played. He was always getting sent off. Oh, he was, yeah. He got sent <laughs> off plenty. Of th- I haven't got the exact um, record of how many times he got sent off, but he, but he got suspended a lot too, boys. Now, in 1963, he got a four-week suspension for a, a stiff arm. So you can imagine how stiff this arm was in 63 to get four weeks. Well, you know what, chaps? My old man told me that one day he come on, I don't know if it was a replacement, he come on and he, he coat-hanged or knocked out the great Keith Barnes. That might have been the day. And got could, straight, sent straight off. Yeah, And could, got sent straight off, that's could, right. Could have been it. And he also got two weeks in 1965 for fighting. Then the following year, he flogged another bloke in 1966 and he got four-week suspension. <laughs> yeah. So that's probably why he didn't play 20, and he played 29 as well. And what about his nickname? Sluggo. Oh, yeah. yeah. Sluggo. And what I did, a legend. And I asked my dad too, and his memories were of Sluggo coming on and getting in a lot of fights. More fights, <laughs> and, more fights than footy, but... Well, yeah. back in the day, you could do that. Mm. That was yeah. the type of game it was. Yep. It was brutal. It was a brutal era. It was era. tough. It was a brutal era, yep. You know, and we had our own tough, brutal players. Les Davidson, David Boyle. Yep. We had one of the most brutal packs of all time, and it was just... The way the game was played back then, it's yep. certainly changed today. But Sluggo led the way. So when he retired, Sluggo went to sea and worked as a steward. Now, as we've discussed, he loved to stink, Sluggo, and he found himself in the occasional knuckle on the vessels. <laughs> now, there was a lot of drinking in those days, and it was sort of open slather. And a lot of Sluggo's crewmates would want to fight the former South hard man. But apparently not many of them, none of them succeeded. <laughs> Because, I, don't, I don't think they would have. Because he was a ferocious thrashing machine. In one stink, Sluggo broke his ankle in two places after his foot got caught on the deck. And in another unfortunate incident, he lost his finger when it got caught in the door in a storm when a wave hit the boat, chopped his finger off, and he didn't even know until he saw all the blood. He goes, hang on, I'm in a bit of bother here. So they've called the helicopter. It's flown him off to sew his finger back on. So sometime later, he was out with his mates and they noticed a terrible smell. It turned out to be Sluggo's finger had gone gangrene <laughs> and had to be removed for good. Also, in another story, Sluggo was once barred from South League's club for fighting. 
Now, apparently the brawl went flying down the escalators and smashed through the glass. Yeah, so, I, I, know, I know the feeling. So Sluggo's bar, but then Mike Cleary's father said, you can't bar Sluggo. So a few weeks later, South made him a life member. <laughs> <laughs> so you've got to have a stink to be a life member. You must yeah. be a life member of the Magpies League Club. Yeah, yeah well, oh, I don't think they made me a life member, but I know the feeling, yes. <laughs> Had a blue there at the, uh, the old league club. How'd you go, mate? Oh, well, I went all right. We've all told the stories before. <laughs> yeah. I've got two weeks suspension, put it that way. We all got called into the, the boardroom the next yep. day. And we're all sitting outside and we all said, we won't say nothing, don't give anyone up. Anyway, come the verdict, i got two weeks. What did everyone else get? Nothing. Who were the uh, other blokes? Oh, there was a car, I won't name it. No, yeah, fair enough. No, no? Just said we don't say any names. Yeah, so sticks staunch, mate, I'm from Redfern, mate. So in all seriousness, so Sluggo must have been held in high esteem to be awarded a life membership of the South Sydney District Rugby League Football Club in 1994. Sadly, today, Sluggo has got dementia and he gets tired very easily. Now, I spoke to his partner, Barb Storm, and she said he's still fit as a bull, but he just can't remember anything. And he's actually donated his brain to the brain bank once he passes away. And Barb told me, she said, he was a wild man back in the day. And she went out with him once. And she thought, nah, you're too crazy for me. <laughs> but then she caught up with Sluggo 22 years ago. They rekindled the romance and the rest is bloody history, she said. <laughs> Oh, what a character, eh? Yeah, what a character. And I'm glad we've told his story here on Remembering a Rabbiter. His nickname certainly suits him. The 1960s, one of the most brutal periods in rugby league history, boys. Some of those Western Suburbs teams and Manly, St. George. The Rabbits were as tough as nails. It's uh, yeah, it's an it's a era that is um, looked upon with a lot of blood and guts. In infamy. It's an infamous period. It was a brutal game. There was, you know... Coding as punch-ons, uh, spear tackles were part of the norm. It's always great watching the highlights Yeah, uh, when they come on social media or TV. Mm. It's and, unbelievable. And also, thanks for that, Barb. I actually spoke to Sluggo on the phone and, you know, he's a lovely guy and Barb sent some photos through. There's some great photos of Sluggo on the episode webpage. If you want to have a look at him, there's one of him walking out of the judiciary with the great sats. And fair dingham, he's a style, he had a lot of style. The missus said he was a good sort back in the day with the suit on. And there's also a letter there that he got from the judiciary where he got a week for one of his many suspensions. We'll chuff off to another break here on Rabbitohs Radio Podcast. NRL News brought to you by NG Farrell Real Estate. Now, boys, or anyone out there, any of our listeners are thinking of selling or buying, make sure you call Glenn Farrer on 0418 252 825. NG Farrer Real Estate. So, NRL News, there was a huge injury toll from the weekend, including the big news about Luke Curie's ACL. But, Brownie, there was no rabbitos on the list. No, well, that's a good thing. It's positive. But it's very concerning for all the other clubs. And look, don't get me wrong, the Rabbitohs have had their fair share of injuries over the last couple of years. And two important injuries last year in that last semi final game Campbell Graham and Latrell Mitchell probably stopped us from advancing to the grand final, I believe. But it is a concern. And we're recording here on Sunday, and there's still two games to go. Um, there's a big list. 
and none more concerning than Luke Keary, who looks like he's out for the season. And in good news for us, looks like Tane Milne, Braden Burns, and hopefully Blake Taff will be back sooner rather than later. So Joe just mentioned that earlier, that our New South Wales Cup team, once they get some of that talent in there, they will be hard to beat. And we've mentioned it on the show last year, teams that are very successful towards the back end of the season always have a good run with injury. Oh, yeah. Penrith last year, you know, I think they might have only had one injury, one major injury during the year. Melbourne was another team that were injury-free at the back end of the season. I mean, there's a long way to go before the end of the season and touch wood that we don't get many injuries throughout the season. But, yeah, it's very important that you have a fit and healthy squad throughout the year. Well, that's why our squads uh, we put together is so deep because so we can start rotating them around and giving them all a run. Looks like we've got some cavalry coming back, like, like Mavo said. And uh, I seen Liam Knight the other day at the captain's run. He was in plain clothes. He wasn't training at all. He's still getting some... Some headaches, I believe. So he, he's still another few weeks away. Jackson Paulo was doing his own thing over the side. He, he's he looks pretty healthy. He's not getting headaches like um, Liam Knight, but because he had the two in seven days, that might give him an extra week, and uh, he might come back via the the New South Wales Cup team. The good thing about the depth of our squad is there's a lot of first grade experience there. So if we do happen to get some sort of injuries throughout the year. We've got a lot of experience there that can cover them positions. Also, the press conferences are back at Redfern Oval now. We've had a few trips there, and we've been talking to Ellie in the Park Cafe there. Lovely lady. She's got a big serpent on the wall and a lot of Rabbitohs jerseys. Good coffee. Yeah, yeah. So if you see her there, tell her Rabbitohs Radio sent you. It's a good vibe at Redfern Oval. And if you're there to watch the bunnies train, come up and say hello to us. Introduce yourselves and tell us your story. It's just a great vibe down there. The day before the game, isn't it? That sure is, mate. Yep. Let's roll into the Bulldogs preview. This good Friday, I think it's going to be a great Friday. They're going to be trying to bounce back from the smashing they got at the hands of the Bronx 24 blot. But how many times have you seen teams bounce back? So we've got to be up for it. We can't be complacent. But if we play anywhere near as good as we did against the Chooks, we're going to put these... Doggies away. Yeah, we'll, def- we'll talk about it the last three times. They've beat us, boys, if you remember. The last game last year, they got out to a pretty big lead. And uh, they end up ha- we come, we sort of come home with a wet sail, but they end up knocking us off um, late last year, if you remember. It was probably one of the last losses we had prior to that um, prelim semi-final. But, and also, they're going to be missing Josh Jackson, possibly. He's been charged, even with an early guilty plea. I think he misses a week. Captain Courageous, who, who's a bit of a, a tackling machine there. Um, when you look at... That game on Good Friday, I mean, the Bulldogs just don't have a lot of points in them. They're, they're trying their hearts out. I suppose if we can sort of put on three or four tries, that, that should be enough to beat, beat us all at the Bulldogs at the moment. A team with not a lot of confidence. Uh, they don't seem to have any attacking prowess. They all seem to be going one out a lot. Not a lot of ball movement. Uh, a lot People aren't running onto the football. Uh, how do you see that one, Brady? It's always a good clash, the Good Friday clash. The Easter show is on across the road and all the people... All the fans go to the show and then come across to the footy. Yeah, you can make a day of it. We've done it plenty of times. Go yeah. to the show, have a few drinks at the bar there, whatever. We've actually stayed out there at one of the hotels there and made a night of it so you don't have to worry about getting home after the game. So, Two beers. Two beers. Yeah. It's an away game. It's a Bulldogs home game this year. So. It is. Uh, but in saying that, the Bulldogs, I, I don't rate the Bulldogs, boys. I, 
I said to you last week, I think they're probably in the bottom one. And my opinion hasn't changed after last week. They didn't score a point. And the Broncos, I mean, they're not travelling too crash hot themselves. And they managed to beat the Bulldogs 24-0. And like you said, chaps, they haven't got a lot of points in them. Yeah, I think Marshall King might be out as well, the hooker. Okay, I did yep. see him on the injury list. Well, so. He just came back, so yeah. So the Broncos had a lot of success down the edges. And where do we attack down our edges, boys? So we've got three games at back-to-back at ANZ. The Doggies, then the Broncos, then the Tigers. So you'd have to think we're a big chance of winning all three of those and putting ourselves right in at the top of the competition. Like I was saying to a few blokes out at the game the other night, if we could just match the opposition in the middle of the field, if not get it over the top of them, it gives us opportunities to get to the edges quicker. No one's going to be able to stop when it goes, you know, Renner, Cody out of the back to Latrell, and he's got two blokes outside. Good, good luck, Bulldogs, that's all I can say. If we play <laughs> the way we did in that first half against the Roosters against the Bulldogs, it oh. could be 40 or 50 nil at half time. It will be. Honestly, if, if we play that... That aggressive come out of the blocks the way we did defensively, and, and just set 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 the tone. It, it could be a really, well, that, really ugly scoreline. But then again, complacency can come in week in week out in the NRL. That's right, and that's the big test for the Rabbitohs to go out there and do it mm. week in week out. Yep. That's why Melbourne is so good because they do it week in week out, mm. and that's what we got to get. And I'm very very confident we can do it. There's a good vibe around the place, and I'm confident that uh, they'll, they'll go on and win this game quite convincingly, boys. What about a prediction, Brownie? Well, I got you. Oh, look, I think I think it's going to be 20 plus the scoreline. Yeah, well, 13 plus is going to be short, a lot shorter than one to 12. So I think we're all going to go 13 plus. I'll go like 28 to 10. I'd be happy with a comfortable yeah. win like that. Okay, well, we're a dollar seven in the TAB at the moment. It's the shortest price we've been um, since I've been following. Gambling rugby league, so I'm, I'm going to go. I'm going to go a 60 points to four victory, boys. Uh, you don't normally blow it out that much, but if, if they score a try, it'd be a pretty rare one. It might be from Corey Allen, former Rabbitoh. He might be up for a big one against his former club, a rooster type. But, but other than that, mate, type. I, I just cannot see them getting within 50 of us. Boys. A rooster's type score from last year, 60. Yeah, it'll be. Yeah, it might be even more. That'd be nice. Okay, just before we go, I was talking to a fan up in the PO members deck after the game and he come up to me and said oh, I love the podcast I listen all the time he said but I'm really loving the top four they are good bit of competition for us we might They're not be very as, good we might not be as funny as them boys but we love what they do and we're helping each other out they go out of their way to help us and if you haven't heard their show make sure you have a listen because they have got some great content last week they were talking about some rugby league content that any fan would love not just a Rabbitohs fan so it's a great show okay Maroon take us away Thanks for listening to Rabbitohs Radio Podcast, proudly presented by What If, official travel and pathways partner of the South Sydney Rabbitohs. Support the club and visit whatif.com forward slash Rabbitohs to book your next trip. Don't forget to use the code Rabbitohs15 to get 15% off selected hotels. Conditions apply. What If, it's Aussie for travel.